גורס ושם פרק ה', אבל יש בזה דבר נפלא מאוד. כי רוצה בזה במה שאמרו, בתחילה אתה דורש שהרשויים קרוי מייסים בחייהם, ואמר לו הקדוש ברוך הוא, אני פוטר אוסך מכיבוד אב ואם, ואין אני פוטר אחר מכיבוד אב ואם, ולא עוד אלא שאני מקדים מסוסו בתחילה, כי יש באברהם דבר שלא תמצא בכל אדם, why all of a sudden? You know what, you, I'm going to make a special exception. I'm going to pater you from the midst of Kedavim. Nobody else, just you. Why? I mean, it's like just, you know, a favor, like off the books. Right? No. He says there's a unique thing about Avram Avinu that does not exist with other people. They will make it with him, it will be appropriate, and with nobody else. What's that? Yishmael. Ki Avraham eno nikshur, because Avraham is not tied, ve'eno misyaches, and is not related, el oviv terach, to his father terach. No, that's... I see how that could fit, but he's still physically there, and he physically came from him, so I don't understand why that's... Let me ask you a question, let's say a gear. Yeah. A gear. Does a gear have a mitzvah of kibbutz avim? I think it's a good thing to do. Well, maybe it's a nice thing to do, but does <laughs> does a gear have a mitzvah of kibbutz avim? I mean, so I guess technically he's no longer like that. He's he does, I guess, remove his connection. How so? Because he becomes a he's like reborn in a way. But the net still doesn't really um, okay no okay I could see how this fits I mean it's he's no it doesn't okay uh, no I could see how it fits because he he has it, it's not like Hashem is making an exception it still fits with his uh, situation essentially exactly so, I mean, I mean we don't want, we don't want to say we don't want to say that Hashem was cheating right that Hashem was just like doing something under the table mm-hmm. right is that Hashem was saying that you, Avram, are unique. You've become, you've transformed yourself to become a completely different being than that which was born to your father. Right? Well, so then, that right, so that, that, that doesn't agree with me because he transformed himself. He didn't, he didn't convert. Um, well, maybe he did. He transformed his mitos, maybe. Maybe or he did convert. He did convert. He's the first Jew. He's the first monotheist. That's not conversion, though. That's just having What's a conversion? different ideology. What's conversion? You have to go through some type of, I don't know, some type of particular actions to show it to... You have to yeah, and, then, and then you can view him as being born anew. Yeah. If ha- you go through some type of actions. Yes, correct. But if you just transform your whole being, you become a different person, no, I mean from reasoning you're saying this, or I'm because y- because because you know what the Gemara requires for conversion. Yes, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the step-by-step process, but I know that there. Well, are you know that there is a yes. process. Yeah. Good, but that's after the Torah was given, right? But the point is, the Torah gives you some sort of a recipe for transforming oneself. Once there's a Jewish people, and a person would like to cling to the Jewish people, 
There's going to be a process. A process that will help transform. Which means you accept upon yourself the all of mitzvahs. You may get a circumcision. And you uh, submerge yourself in a mikvah. Right? Okay? So at this point, Avram Avinu, there was not yet a Jewish people. There was not yet a Torah, etc. But there was. But he did believe in one God. He did take upon himself to do whatever it is God says. And uh, that itself was a, was a transformation. This is pre Matan Torah. I mean, just like you from reasoning can hear that there's such a possibility through some sort of a mechanism to transform yourself, to become a different person, wouldn't you think from, from reasoning there's much more transformational what Avram Avinu did from his father than if some person... Um, Put themselves in some water? Yeah. On the contrary, it's a chiddush of the Torah that even though you didn't transform yourself like Avram Avinu did, you didn't change your whole being, right? But because of the fact that you say, I will keep the mitzvahs, you get circumcised, dip in the mikvah, that's enough. That's like a, that's a, that's the power of the mitzvahs that were given in the Torah, that there's a, such a, that you can do such a thing. With someone that converts to that, and it's, they, they don't just go through that process. That those few actions, they still have to also like observe the show that they're committed to the Torah in various ways as well, right? Well, I'm saying at the time they they are genuinely saying, "I will accept the mitzvahs." Yeah. That's enough. I see. Even if afterwards, let's say the person backs out and says, "You know what? I'm not interested in any of this stuff." Mm-hmm. Right? They still remain Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex. Well, you you were initially well, happy, then you were not happy. Are you happy again? No, I, I find kind of fine with the answer, but then I don't think it fits with, and I, I see that he says later on, but why does it say, it says he's put there from Kibbutz Avayim. Why does he have to be put there from? He just no, had no, there's no shaykhahs of Kibbutz Avayim by him anymore if he's not even, he doesn't have any yichus from them. That's what it means. But then why does he say he's not going to put there anybody else? Because if you're talking about Gary, Gary, they are also put there now. So maybe it's like you mean Joe, I'm not going to putter anybody else that wants who, to come who is not a care meaning like, uh, like all your kids and all your future they're they're gonna they're gonna be connected to you to have this tradition of the way that they're supposed to do it they're not going to be a new creation right there can't be a new creation anymore because right, you right. created it yeah okay kamoshen yachas vikishur haor alachoshech the things have absolutely no connection one to the other. Kiavram hua or because Avram Avinu is light. Shaharei hadoros harishonim hayutohu v'choshech v'avram hua or shel mitzius. The earlier generations were darkness, and Avram Avinu is the mitzius. Yeah, you know where we you know where we see this from. That Avram the the diff- someone's light and someone's dark. Well, the, the earlier generations until Avram Avinu were Tohu v'Choshech and Avram Avinu's Or. Like 20 generations of Tova, 20 generations of Torah, and, or 2,000 years of Torah, start with Avram? Yes. The, the Gemara Sanhedrin says it's going to be 2,000 years of Tohu v'Vohu. Then 2,000 years of Torah. Mm-hmm. So if you calculate, Avram was born in 1948. 
He was 52 years old when it was the year 2000, creation of the world. 52 years old is when he was Omad al-Daito and began uh, teaching monotheism. Yeah. Until then, the world was darkness. And then Avram Avinu brought light to the world. Ora zu Torah. Light, that's Torah. And the real light. Light is light in a flashlight, which illuminates the physical world. The Torah illuminates the world, mitzad, what, what the world is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So that's why Avram Avinu is Or. Um, this state of being a yesh me'ayin that's only with Avram Avinu shehu haya hascholos metzius ha'olam he is the very beginning of the metzius of the world ulefika hu potter mekibud av'eim she'ein lo yachas v'kishar al'aviv he has no relationship relation and no connection with his father Vlood Shalodai Shain Avraham Lavram his Kashus Vyakas Alaviv. Not only that that's the case, that he doesn't have to keep any mitzvahs of Kibudavim to his father, because he's he's not his father. Akimazkir Musoso Vehedro Akakh Mazkir Avram. And in addition to that, Hashem is gonna basically what I'm called kill Terach in the right in the Torah earlier, right? And only then talk about Avraham. Avraham, because the um, reasoning dictates as such. How so? What's the what reasoning dictates? What? Reasoning dictates that that Terach should be presented as being dead prior to the beginning of the Avram Avinu's um, uh, journey to publicize monotheism in the world. Are we... Well, I thought, the re- I thought what we were discussing was that he's... He was. We were trying to protect Avraham in a way, with the Chil Hashem. Right. So what? What reason? Why? What do we? What reasoning then are we talking about? So that we've already taken care of by the, by stating that he's exempt from Kibud Avain. Right. So being that he's exempt, so then there's no problem anymore. But then we had a problem because we thought that Avraham. That okay, fine. You're saying that he's Pater, So then the Torah is going to write it earlier. And then the Maharal's like, "What are you, the Torah is trying to trick you? Because people are going to read the Torah and say that he didn't fulfill Kibud Avain." Even though Hashem said he's pater, people yeah, yeah. make fun. Gonna think that still make fun of him for us. Mm-hmm. So, but then I was like, well, why is the Torah writing it earlier to trick you? Because the Torah wants to be straight and direct. 
I mean, he's coming to answer the same question Ramban did. Ramban said, yeah, the Torah wants to write it like this, to hide it so that it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. so people shouldn't misunderstand. You know, people that are not very smart, most people, and they're going to think, oh yeah, that wasn't very nice of Avram. They're not going to understand this whole point that Avram is a yesh me'ayin, he's a new mm-hmm. creation, he has no connection to his father. They're not going to understand all that. So because of that, the Torah wrote it this okay. way. That's what the Ramban okay, said. That's the reason to say so Ramban says, no, the Torah is not going to do that unless it's really true to write it like that. Mm-hmm. Unless on some level it's true. Obviously on a yeah. physical level, Terah did continue to live for another 65 years. Mm-hmm. So it can't be true on a physical level. But it needs to be true on some level, otherwise the Torah is not going to present it as such. I mean, the Torah doesn't just, you know, misrepresent the truth. Mm-hmm. So, so like the end of the generations of Torah of the and Avram already began the next. So it's like a again, but it can't be generations. generations. A death Remember? of a period. But again, if you do that, then you're ba- that's like a, more like the Ramban was saying before, like genealogy, like end of one generation, beginning of another generation. Mm-hmm. Here you're saying more than that. Here he's saying, I guess maybe this is what you mean. Maybe this is what you mean. Let's see. Yeah? says that the reasoning dictates that it should be like this. Meaning in a, in a world of reasoning... Terah should have died, and then Avram Avinu should have began teaching. Yes. Why? Ki bias ha'or. Ki bias or hu When the light shines, what happens to the dark? It disappears, goes away. Vekasher ha'or zoreach nistalik ha'koshech. When the light shines, so the darkness goes away. Hinei lo haya yichus Avraham el terach rak kemoha or el achoshech and their relationship is light to dark. V'yadua ki haor v'achoshech bias ha'echad siluk ha'acher. The arrival of one is the removal of the other. V'lo haya shum his kashrus la'avram im terach aviv and they had no uh, connection, they had no ability to be in the same place. Lefikach ksivayamas terach becharon vayomer alavram. That's why the Torah lays it out like this. Meaning the Torah is written, and this, by the way, is a very, very crucial point. I asked, uh, uh, my Rebbe, I asked him, um, we know there's such a concept that in Mugdavumuch of the Torah. Torah sometimes is written out of order. So I thought, but, but why? Why write it out of order? <laughs> Just write it in order, right? So he said that the order that it's written in is a spiritual order. Not, not, not the chronological order that events necessarily happen down here. But the way that, uh, you know, if you imagine there's a, everything's paralleled down here and up there, right, in the spiritual realms. So, um, you know, all the physical things down here have a representation up in the higher realms. And now those different things have also interactions and uh, how things go, right? When Moshe Rabbeinu came to receive the Torah, up there in the heavens. So the angel didn't want to give it to him. Mm-hmm. 
right? Moshe Rabbeinu had to argue with them. Maybe they just want, didn't want to give it to him. They didn't, they, they didn't realize that the whole Torah is written for man. And you open up the Torah and you see that it's clearly uh, written for man. The answer is no. The Torah that the angels had was written for the spiritual realms up there. So it's not for men. That's why you always have Rashi's and Rambam's written from people like saying, like, they always ask why was it this portion written next to this portion. They're trying to explain like a deeper reason, not because it was chronological. It was just that. Well, no, no, again, if I could say it's chronological, that would be okay. But, but, when, but when I have proof that it's not chronological, so then why should it be written like that? The answer is because right here we have a perfect example. Even though chronologically speaking, Terrence is literally going to be alive for another, for yeah. another uh, 65 years. Yeah. But uh, in order for, but, but spiritually speaking, Terach cannot overlap with Avram. So that's why the Torah is going to present that Terach dies and then, and then begins the story of Avram. But if you have the, the spiritual Torah, then it doesn't matter. Unless they, they they could overlap. No, in spiritual Torah, that, that's where they don't overlap. This is the in in in, in, no in, in the abstract. The Torah is spiritually in in a spiritual sense. The Torah is written in a certain way for us to understand it on a spiritual level. Right, and that does not always manifest itself exactly like that in the physical world. Sometimes there's uh, you know it crisscrosses. Or it gets twisted, or whatever it is, when it the, the when it comes down into our world. But the point is, well, know. because the main thing is that the Torah is like a spiritual guide that has physical actions that we have to do that are supposed to like help our spirituality. It's supposed to be right. a book that has a physical book that has spiritual implications. Yeah, that's fine. I'm right. fine with that point. But I mean, exactly. the, the, the I don't know if you're talking about the the Torah, the prayer angels. Again, that wasn't really that you're saying like when the angels were talking to Moshe about the Torah no. there's a Torah for angels even though it's explicitly for man in terms of, no okay um, the Torah exists on many different levels on the most lowest level it's there's stories between people who are going from one place to another mm-hmm. marrying women and you know may having harvests yeah. Getting into wars, etc. Mm-hmm. That's on the lowest level. On a higher level, it's uh, it's discussing um, the various interaction between spiritual forces, forces of good, forces of darkness, okay. etc. And on the highest level, because uh, I'll say that the whole Torah is just <coughs> different permutations of of Hashem's names. Right. So it depends on where you're going. Right. So on the level of angels were holding, they were learning the Torah and it made sense to them. Okay. Interesting. Fine. So therefore, the, it is written chronologically. It's, uh, it's written ontologically, not chronologically, but ontologically. You know what that means? No. Alex? Mm-hmm. That's that's a simple way of saying what what Schwarzman said. Based on the based on like the meaning of meaning of it, as opposed to like the physical. 
I don't, I don't know what yeah. happens. But so there's two different ways something can be ordered. Something. Chronological order means what happened earlier, what happened later. Mm. Ontological order is what is the cause and what is the effect. Sometimes the cause can come chronologically after the effect. Okay. But it's still in a in a abstract world where there is no time, let's say. So this I mean I always we should say first the cause and then the effect, right? Mm -hmm. Now usually the cause to something and uh, will also in a chronological way come first, but not always. For example, Bereshis Barlokim, Bereshis Bishul Bereshis, Bishul Yisrael, right? You know we're the last nation to be born. It was all created for us. So it means we are the cause for all the things to have been created, even though we came at the end. Mm. Yeah? So, usually not. Usually the ontological cause is also, you know, whether it's ontologically earlier, it's also chronologically earlier. But sometimes not. And when not, the Torah will present it in the ontological order, not in a chronological order. Sense? Usually it's usually they li they line usually they line up. What? Yeah. Usually everything lines up. Cause effect chronological order is typically right. right. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Fine. Um. Because the concept of Avram has to do with there not being a terror, not to there yes being a terror. Ki Avram who or vekasher zoreha or ein kan hoshir baolam. Avagav Shayater Chai, even though Terach was still alive, Harei Chayev Shalterach Kilu Mace. Yeah, he's alive. No, he's not really alive. He's as if he's dead. Kirishoyim Kuruim Maceim Av Bechayehem, Vaya Or Zoreach Beolom Kikvar Nichshev Kilu Mace. So, Rishoyim are dead in comparison to Tzadikim who are alive. So, when Avram Avinu is on the scene, and he's alive, so b'yachas to Avram Avinu, Terach is dead. Terach let tzaddik, harosha, kemeis. Let's just go do a little bit more, one more line. Oh, this is very... Lengthy matter, Levire, to explain all this. Each shall reshoyim avba chayehem nechshavim kemo mesim. Okay, stop here.